Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Today, I have, you are a dear friend. I've known you forever. And I had to write it down because the title is such a mouthful. It sounds like a tongue twister, but I know you as Kayla and you are, Kayla Ibanez, you are a business strategist and social media marketing agency owner. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here and how the timing just worked out perfectly for us to schedule this today. It just feels very, what's the word I'm looking for? Aligned. It is aligned because I've been speaking so much about network marketing. So first of all, I'd love to hear about your story and how you got into this world of network marketing, because you do many more things as well. But yeah, actually, the reason that I invited you to this particular episode and I wanted you on my podcast is that you have a different view. You have, in fact, been sharing a different view about network marketing for a long time. So I've been in network marketing for 16 years with the world of body, formerly Beachbody. And I, quote unquote, grew up in an era where I was promoting the million dollar dream and the million dollar opportunity. But for the past few years, I feel like you were ahead of the trend in saying, wait, no, this is a way, a great way for you to supplement your income. And it's not so much this like, you can make a gazillion dollars kind of dream. And so you were opposed to the way that it has been marketed. And so now I think I'm on the same page with you. And so I want to commend you for being ahead of the trends. And yeah, so first of all, how did you get into this field, this industry? And then let's jump into your thoughts on the trends on network marketing. Yeah. So I also was more of an early adopter in the Beachbody world. I joined when I was 20 years old in college in 2011, which is crazy. I tell the story. I became, I came into this world when I was 20. Now I'm 33 and I'm like 13 years. It's insane. And I had started on my weight loss after looking up Turbo Fire because I did Shaleen's Turbo Jam when I was 15 and begged my mom to get me the DVDs. And I was one of those people that just made an impulse decision because I was ready, signed up with someone random, was in the message boards, bought Shakeology and was like, huh, maybe I could like make a few bucks because I've always worked, but I was a college kid that was going to be graduating here soon, starting to think of like, how am I going to live and be a grown up now? I really started to think like an adult. And that's how I got introduced into the world where I had my first weight loss journey of losing, I think, 80 pounds when I was 20 into turning 21. How did you make the shift from being a an active coach because you were actually building the business, although you I've heard you say that you were more of a retailer than a team builder. So how did you make that shift from being a coach to advising people who are coaches. So it's like, how can I take this really long story and kind of condense it to the meat and potatoes of what's important? So I was the one who was doing exceptionally well back in like 2013 using the now hiring posts. I would be getting on three-way calls. This was back when we did three-way calls with my upline. And it was like with people that bullied me in high school. And it was this really weird moment of trying to convince these people who were like so mean to me, but I'm like, you should want to be on my team and it's going to be great. And 
I would get people in who would then fall, get people in who would fall. But I still had my good retail balance. So I was always doing great with Success Club points at Summit in Vegas. I got to go to the exclusive parties and the things with John Maxwell and of my team, which is part of one of the founding teams at the the time from like the first coach that ever signed up. I was one of two people earning the most Success Club points on the entire team that June. Like I thought I was killing it. But it made me realize that I don't like mentoring people in that way. It it isn't good to me. It isn't natural. I also believe it's the same reason why I went through a chapter of life where I was in restaurant management. And I'm a crappy restaurant manager. I'm a crappy manager, period. Hold on a second. You don't like mentoring people in what capacity? In, In that of like essentially inspiring, motivating, encouraging people to to do the work. It felt a lot like dragging people. It felt like it was more of like a micromanaging and needing to keep all the pieces in place. Like that just isn't where my skills and talents lie. And there's plenty of people that love and thrive in that environment and it lights them up and they're excited to get out of bed in the morning. And for me, it was just stress. Checking the back back office, please don't drop. Like, oh my goodness, the legs and all of that. And so I just really pulled away from it around when my daughter was born in 2014. Cause I'm like, this just isn't it for me. Yeah. And so how did you make that transition into working with people to guide them in network marketing? Because you also work with people in other companies as well, yep. right? In other industries too. So even back before network marketing, I've been working in social media marketing since before social media marketing was ever a thing. I like to I'll brag on myself a little bit. Yeah. Back in the MySpace days, companies weren't marketing on that. So like companies, Disney, like subsidies and like Broadway, they would, and, and J14 Magazine, they would bring me into different things to document and get content and rally people through MySpace because the, the oldies at the time, I was a teenager, right? So everyone was old. They didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And I did. And so I had all these amazing opportunities. I got my start working with Corbin Blue from High School Musical. So any millennials, you'll definitely know who I'm talking about. And it was a big deal at the time. And in a way, as you said, I was ahead because when I tried to transition that experience of look at my roster of these amazing people I've worked with, I tried to bring that into the corporate world and they just didn't see it. They were still putting ads on like bus stops and billboards and radio. They didn't see the value of social media. And so I was too far ahead. I kept pushing, trying, pulled away. Network marketing was like my way of getting back into utilizing those skills. And so I had those skills, right? And so when I had the epiphany in my network marketing business that I'm like, this isn't fun, this doesn't feel good. And I pulled away and did the hobby coach thing, which what a lot of people do. They're in a holding pattern. They might be covering their costs. I was making some money, but it wasn't anything to write home about. And when my daughter got sick in 2018 and we ended up on this journey as a result of unknown cause bone marrow failure on her way to transplant and we're living in the hospital and I'm like, dang, I got to make money because we had amazing support from the community and so many people rallying around us to allow us to pay our bills while we weren't even living in the place we were renting because we were at the hospital in Chicago. And I started documenting our journey on Instagram. And that's where a lot of my natural skills started to come back. And people started asking me, how are you doing these things? And they started to offer to pay me. I don't know if at the time it was like out of sympathy or pity, but I was like, whatever. And so people started to ask me and it it evolved very organically because I still had 
Beachbody. I didn't write it off completely. It was there. And I noticed an opportunity of what was one of the things that I hated the most. And it was this, at the time, highly encouraged tactic of just messaging a ton of people, including randos you went to high school with, and cross your fingers and toes that they say yes. And I'm like, there's a better way. I've seen it from my previous experience. Let me translate it to network marketing. Hence, how the Stop the Hey Girl method was born. And at the time, I was mostly known for teaching Instagram at the time. Yes, I we've known each other so long that I totally forgot that you are the Stop the Hey Girl method girl. You're the face behind that girl. And you know what? Even though we're in 2023, almost 2024, people still who may be interested in becoming a, a partner or entering network marketing they're still afraid that's the tactic that is taught of messaging random people. Do you feel like this is a tactic that is still taught? Oh yeah, it is. It is. And I think it honestly comes mostly from people that have been in the industry the longest, where it's a case of old habits dying hard. But another piece, and this is a this might not be as controversial as it used to be, but when I started to talk about it, I would tiptoe because I was so afraid of upsetting people. Of those that have seen success in any measure in network marketing, because everyone has a different threshold of what success looks like, there are the people that are really good at following lists and checking boxes, and then there's entrepreneurs. Both can be successful, but I think it's important that we differentiate. Neither is better than the other. One isn't good, one isn't bad. However, I do believe that within this industry, the days of the box checkers being successful are numbered unless they change their ways. Tell me more. Tell us more about that. Because one of the messages that I keep repeating over and over as someone that is in now in two industries, so I'm in network marketing, but also in the coaching industry, I keep saying I love that God source was speaking through me when I said like cookie cutter doesn't work unless you're a cookie. And I just Mm -hmm. don't, isn't that good? I just don't see anymore how any checking of a box, like just following a list will make anyone successful. And has it ever actually? Because I think one of the things that we've preached in network marketing has been, don't do this unless it duplicates. But when I look at people who have had success in my organization, they have been the trendsetters. It has never been the people that have been following like a gazillion rule, like rules and boxes and all of that. Yeah. I think some, it's a little bit more obvious than others. Obviously, if you have a relationship with someone, you the behind the scenes of their business, but I've worked with a lot of the people at the top of various companies. And I've come across a lot who have been box checkers. And ultimately what that is, one of the best signs to look at is operating solely off of a business activity tracker, the I need to have 10 new conversations, I need to send five invites, 10 follow-ups. So it's very rigid. And they live, breathe, and die by the checklist, not allowing their own natural gifts and creativity and inspiration to come out and play because I believe that they are so almost conditioned by years of following the same process. It becomes a habit, right? That if you deviate from that, bad things will happen. And especially when we talk about duplication, right? We really believed back then. And back then that worked. That's how I got a lot of my great success club numbers back in the day was just 
following the list. And that was preached. Anyone can do this business, right? Just follow the list. And at the t- and even back then, it was a little wishy-washy, but it really did work. But I believe right now, that doesn't work, period. And I believe people are right realizing that. Yes. Why do you think that there has been that shift from it? By the way, I taught it. I absolutely oh, yeah. taught it. And I've changed so much in the sense that I used to believe if you don't do it this way, you can't be successful. And now I just want to go back and apologize to everyone that that I was that leader to, but I did the best that I could. And I think you bring up a great point that some leaders have just refused to change with the times. So why, why doesn't it work anymore? Why does the checking of the boxes not work? First thing, there's a lot more options. So if we look at like body as an example, they really spearheaded home fitness. Now there's home fitness every which way you turn. So there's a lot more competition, which I don't like to look at it as like competition. I like to look at it as more options, more choices, but also the consumer is different. And not only is their consumer behavior different, but what they recognize is different. They can tell when you're just checking a box, whereas before it was foreign, they didn't know. So you could get away with following that process and making some shortcuts, but now they could pick it up immediately. And so that's where a lot of people who thrived in that arena are like, why is it not working? And it's the market is different and the consumer is different. Ooh, yes. I used to send a gazillion cut and paste messages and I was the, hey girl, hey girl, I have this scoop coming out. And now people can smell it a mile away. So what, what is working? Yeah. And this is where I like to differentiate between the box checkers or like the worker bee mentality of just nose down, check the box and the entrepreneurs is what's working right now is really developing a personal brand strengthening relationships and having what I like to call like an umbrella brand. So it's like what you stand for, your mission. It could really be, depending on who you are, it could be something more colorful, something more direct, but then your network marketing company is one piece of the puzzle. Another thing that is not working is your entire personality being your network marketing company or the industry of that network marketing company. I was just having a conversation with a friend that I, that has just come out of the, out of a retreat. And one of the things that she said was that her, her whole identity was wrapped up as a beach body coach. And I said, that wasn't just you. That was all of us. It was like, that's, that's all that I am. That's what I thought. That's all that I am. And, and we almost felt, oh, I just got goosebumps. We almost felt guilty for wanting to branch out. And I remember you making a post just a few months ago where you said, you're not married to whatever network marketing company that you're with. You're allowed to branch out. You're allowed to have different opportunities. And it doesn't sound, it sounds so obvious today, but even just a few months ago, I think that it sounded so threatening, but this is the way of the world, right? We have to branch out. And I think a lot of people, going back to that relationship analogy, I think a lot of people are in this codependent 
relationship, if we want to make the tie with their network marketing business and with the identity and that tie to corporate, that they feel this sense of loyalty that if they were to look anywhere else, that they're like cheating or being unfaithful and they tie those emotions and they just shut down. Like, that's why I know a lot of people are like almost not afraid of me, but like, I guess maybe triggered, threatened because I'm making them come face to face with something that in their mind they know is true because People in this industry are smart. They're intelligent people, but even the most intelligent person can deal with codependency and have that be something that ultimately is holding them back. So intelligence and emotions has, they have nothing to do with each other. Oh yeah. You can be a genius and then just be codependent. So that has nothing to do with anything, but I have to agree. And I have to tell you that one of the reasons that I started my coaching offers and teaching was because I, I wanted, it wasn't because of the money. It was because I wanted to, I wanted to infuse life into myself because I kept doing the same thing. And so it took me probably two or three years to realize, wait a second, like I can, now that I'm putting all this love and effort into my online courses, I can actually take what I've learned and what I'm doing and infuse it into body or beach body, my network marketing business, but I couldn't see it in the beginning. And there was absolutely guilt around what are people going to say? What are they going to think? And that, that guilt and shame, that's paralyzing. It is. And I honestly, and I've never been one to shame people for experiencing that because it's like anything else. If you look back to maybe you were in a job for a few years and you were leaving, you felt the sense of loyalty to your coworkers and your position. And that one boss that was so good to you, you almost feel like you taking care of you is doing wrong by them. And you feel like you owe that something and the fear of what people will think. I think even the most confident person is impacted by that in one way or another. You don't want to disappoint people and you don't want them to not love you anymore. That's real. It's it's really real. It's just the human need to be loved, to feel connected. And I, I can relate. I felt that struggle. I no longer feel that struggle. And in fact, because I don't feel that struggle, now I'm having conversations with people. And I think this is where you and I are on the same page. At first I was like, what the hell is Kayla doing, right? I didn't get you because I was in the old way of thinking of Beachbody and network marketing, it's everything. And you can't diversify because I thought that if people diversified that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't, that they'd be chasing. We always said, don't chase two rabbits because if you chase two rabbits, you catch none. But people can hold a job, they can be a mother, father, and they can have a network marketing business, and they can also do something else. We are intelligent creatures. And that's why I love the process that I take people through is to be able to help you be able to be multi-passionate, have these things, but not have to add an additional load of work hours to your day. Because that's, of course, a big thing that people are afraid of is I don't want to give a, give up more time with family or stay up later or get up earlier. But I think that's just an outdated misconception about having multiple ways of earning income. Okay. So I have two questions for you. I would love to hear about what your process is and how, and tell us how you work with people and what kind of services you offer. And first, before that, I would love to hear what do you think has changed in network marketing or the affiliate business? Mm -hmm 
what is the opportunity now for people? If somebody's listening to this episode and they're like, I'd like to bring in some extra income, either as an affiliate, and I, I believe that network, mar network marketing still has a bad name because people just don't understand the industry. What is the opportunity? Yeah. All right. I think I got all the pieces you asked. I'm ready. Yes. I think the biggest thing is we need to represent the opportunity properly. Like we can't just hone in on the one person that jumped 10 ranks in three weeks and made a million dollars their first year. We can't look at that unicorn and set that as the standard, because even if you're coming from a good place with the best intentions of painting the picture of what's possible, that is so rare, even income disclosure statements aside, that what that is setting someone up to enter something with unrealistic expectations, therefore letting themselves down before they even have a chance to begin. So I think that I we need- to stop you there because oh, yeah. I have to tell you that you yeah. have been saying this forever. And I was so against this message. And now I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that I promoted it the way that I did and that it was promoted to me the way that it was because I am a unicorn and there were people that were attracted to the fact that I was a unicorn and they became unicorns. But for every person that became a unicorn earning in the top 0.1%, I know that there were thousands of people that experienced exactly what you just described, which is setting themselves up for disappointment and being disappointed when they didn't have that kind of magnificence and extraordinary success. So I just want to, I want to give you credit. And at the same time, okay, I know that I've asked you a gazillion questions and we're going there and I'm keeping track of all of them. Do you believe that the unicorns can still be unicorns in network marketing? I believe that what is legitimately possible within the industry now is different than what it was back then. I believe that there's a lot more stacked against you and that you have to fight against a lot more currents. And with that being said, the question that I ask from a perspective of, we don't know how much time we get on this earth. Do we really want to push that hard when there's a path of less resistance? That is the question that I pose because I believe it's, it is that much harder and you could put in a, I don't want to say a fraction of the effort, but let's just even say 50% less and have a, what I can almost say is not a guarantee, but a highly probable exceeded outcome in another avenue when executed properly, always. Always executed properly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I believe that the unicorns can exist because I exist. And at the same time, what has changed, and we're on the same page, what has changed is that there are so many other opportunities, right? Including affiliate marketing and just making TikTok videos. You're a therapist, you make TikTok videos, you can make all this money, for example. Mm -hmm. We're on the same page with that. One of the things that I say is that if the average American is $500 to $1,000 away from being bankrupt, if their heater breaks down or their car breaks down, and here we are promoting this million dollar opportunity. What if what we're promoting is this idea that you can make a few hundred dollars per week, per month? That is very possible. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. And that is where I have this kind of not beef, but this opportunity to further communicate that 
there are people that also help network marketers. But what I see, and I disagree with this part, is I don't believe that we should minimize our dreams, whether it is rooted in income or experiences or whatever that is, based on what network marketing can provide. I believe that if you want to make six figures, what if network marketing could do 30% of that and then 70% can come from another arena or combination of? And so that's my big thing. Don't minimize your dream based on what's possible within network marketing. Be open to what else could come together to create that for you. And so that's my thoughts. I've seen you post about that. Do you feel that people are minimizing what's possible because that's not that it's no longer possible, but it's not as likely as it was in the past. Do you see that? I think they're not even allowing themselves to dream. I ask clients all the time, like even with, in one of my recent programs, we had a, one of our earliest calls was about what do you want? And mm. everyone was so afraid to say, and some of them didn't even know. And I caught myself in the same spot, even in the past couple of years. I'm like, even I have caught myself minimizing on the goal setting and the dreaming just based on circumstance. And I see this a lot with network marketers too, is they're so afraid to do it. And I think that's another thing that's keeping them stuck because they're looking at the existing reality in one arena, minimizing, but almost closing themselves off to this whole other world out here that could have something that's perfect, a perfect fit for who they are. I absolutely agree with you and can relate to this. So there were some changes in body that would affect as that would affect some of the very top earning people at first. And I would be included in that bunch. And at first I was like, man, my income's going to decline and all this stuff. And then it just hit me like lightning. I didn't realize that I was also caught in that cycle of then I guess this is what it is. And that's not who I am. And then I said, what? I was like, no, you know what? I'm actually going to double my income and it doesn't have to be through network marketing. Yes. I to make seven figures with my online coaching and high ticket offerings next year, like All of a sudden, what seemed to be a restriction that was placed on me and something that, yeah, a restriction or a cap that was placed on me because I don't have control over it, I found that allowed me to set myself free. And that, I just got goosebumps because I was like, oh my God, I haven't felt this excited and this like invigorated and alive because it's like, it's pushing me to to action and it's no, I have agency. And so I absolutely love that you're saying that because I didn't even realize that I had stopped dreaming and that my dreams extend far beyond network marketing. Yes, I'm grateful. Yes, network marketing is, has been such a blessing in my life. And I get to, we get to do whatever the heck we want in this lifetime with all these other opportunities. Okay. Thank you for for allowing me to say that. Yes. Um, And that makes so much sense. Cause that's my big thing, especially I work a lot with people with Embody because that's where I come from. I'm the most versed in it, very experienced. And so with these changes happening, what I've been saying to people is I have never been one to say, look at what's happening, ditch, ditch, go to another company, dip out, screw it, screw you guys. That's never been the energy. It is, let's look at the existing reality. Okay, 
let's look at where we can make up for and exceed that income. Exactly what you said. That's what it gets to be instead of needs to be. That's what it gets to be. And I believe that more and more are opening their eyes to that because what I see a lot, and I think this is something we have to break from, is almost this delusion of change not happening. That's what I'm seeing a lot. And it's hard to, to speak to because I get when someone's in that place, you want to come at them with empathy and with love, not with, you're wrong, stop thinking that. And so that's what I'm seeing a lot right now is like head in the sand. And I'm like, look at this is good, but don't pretend it's not happening because that's where you end up in this hole that you then have to dig yourself out of. And that's what I'm hoping to help people avoid. I'm so grateful for this very honest and deep discussion that we're having. I knew this is why I wanted to have this as soon as we could, because I know that it's an important and honest conversation. And I feel you're doing, not I feel, I see you're doing such an amazing job on your social media of educating people, body partners in particular, how to work this opportunity in a very real and concrete way. So you talked about a process that you take people. Yeah. What are some of the different things that you do and the way that you work with people? Yeah. So the biggest thing is when someone comes to me, body partner or whatever, and they say, I want to expand, I want to pivot, I want to create a thing. What we first do, one of the first steps is establishing what I like to call your network marketing cap, which again, could sound like limiting or scary, but it really is empowering. It is where do you want to reach a point of kind of like homeostasis in your network marketing business where you don't have to fight tooth and nail to keep it? It feels like a really good energetic exchange. What you're getting out of it matches what you're putting in and it can like ride. You don't need to grind for it to stay there. And that can look and, and be different for every person. So that's the first part. Yeah. So give me an example. What exactly are you asking? Like, yeah. So some people, they really just, whether it's an ego reason or an income reason, depending on the structure of their compensation plan, maybe it's holding a specific rank, or maybe it's aiming for a specific weekly income. We create a plan for what actions do you need to do on a regular basis to be able to maintain that cap. Got it. And okay. so generally what a lot of network marketers is they feel this pressure, even if it's not what they want, is to keep pushing to move up. But a lot of them are coming to a place where they're at peace, not hitting success club, because that doesn't align to their long-term goals. They're at peace, not needing to hold 10-star diamond, because it doesn't ultimately relate to their goals. So now that we established the cap, we look at all the time, energy, resources, and everything that they were allocating towards pushing at something that they didn't even inherently want. And we take that time and energy resources and we say, look at all that you have available to now funnel into something else. And that's where we start the process of the world is your oyster. What could that look like? Let's start taking this ambiguous blob and start forming it into something that's a little bit more clear and concrete. And of course, that's a really like fluid and individual process generally at that point. Yeah. And I have to say, so I hired you and maybe 2020, 2021. And you and I worked, have worked together for, we worked together for two years. And I hired you when I first started teaching my very first online course, Life 2.0 now. And it wasn't obvious. It wasn't obvious to promote this new course after 
being having been a body or being a body coach I guess at the time whatever it was like 13 years or something like that and so you helped me with a calendar okay this is when you would promote your course you helped me with emails you helped me with posts and that was just it was helpful it was really helpful and you were really I'm like oh you're 33 now back 33 I guess you're so, thir- so 31 ish. And I was like, how are you so wise and, and so young? But but you were so I can totally see how you do this, or how you're helping people that are transitioning. What are some of the things that people are coming up with? Or maybe one example of something that someone is doing without giving away their Oh, their- yeah, I've had individuals move into the coaching mentorship space. So something generally what we like to look at is like, how can you help someone with something that pairs with your network marketing business? So let's be, it's a little bit ambiguous, but for the sake of time and thinking on my feet, something relating to confidence with their career. When you feel really confident and good in your career, that allows you to be an angel investor and continue to purchase your product in your network marketing business. When you feel secure, you show up in both of those businesses in a different way. Or, or so if someone's looking to, I still want to recruit people. If you help people over here with confidence and feeling secure in their money, they're going to feel really good showing up as a body partner too. So it's, you can have things that work together like peanut butter and jelly. You also can go off into left field. But what I love is when you introduce something, call it a course, call it a this, the form doesn't really matter. It's what you're providing people is what matters. It creates essentially three total income streams. You've got just the network marketing. You have just your offer and you have the people who just love you and want more of you. Give me all the goods. They'll buy both or they'll buy from both sides, if you will. And so that is how you create income stacking, which can sound a little overwhelming and complicated, but it really is simple. It's only complicated if you choose to make it complicated. I agree. Yeah. So I've noticed that there are some people that have never, that have no interest in being a body partner. They have no interest in purchasing body, but they like me and they follow me. And so they've taken some of my courses, they've purchased some of my experiences and it gives me life. So I I just have to agree. Okay. So what about working with, and I guess we'll wrap up here because I'm so fascinated by our discussion and, and grateful. What about people that are just entering network marketing? Are you still working with the newbies or not so much? I will say that for the most part, especially where I've been shifting, I am really working with the movers and shakers that really want, again, the difference between the the list checkers and the entrepreneurs, I'm very heavily working with people in entrepreneur direction. At times I worked more so with the box checkers, but I just believe that like my gifts, my talents and what I bring to the table are just better served in this arena box checkers. I love you. If you love it, keep doing it. If you don't love it, we can shift you over here. But that's really who I'm working with going forward because I've been a part of in various capacities of building massive brands and I'm done being quiet about it. And so I'm like, I have these gifts that can be executed in in huge ways. And as I've been more open about that, a lot of great opportunities have come in front of me. So that's where I'm nestled in over here. Yeah, I think, first of all, I'm so proud of you because proud of you. I don't know if that's the word. You don't need me to be proud, but I'm so happy for you that you finally claimed what you desire and what you're good at and what you're great at and what you want to do. I do want to say that one of the things that I've been saying to new people is that as a new person entering network marketing, 
is great because you basically, okay, you love the products, whatever company you're with, you love the products. You get free flip and training from whatever, whoever is your sponsor. You can get like the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Social media, how to sell products. And from there, then you can build. And if you want to be an affiliate for this or that, or you want to offer your own online courses, retreats and all of that. So I think I'm objecting just a little bit to your yeah. to the use of um the box checkers because I think in the beginning when you're just starting out, yeah, you do need to be a box checker, but it's not objecting to what you're saying. It's more yeah. like in the beginning, you do have to get the foundation and there are a bunch of things that you need to check off. And so it's you need to do the things that are are foundational, period. And then from there you can build. And the fun really begins for you when you're able to to yeah to think outside of the box and outside of the list so that's so great anything else that you want to add I would say that if you are someone who's in this spot of the struggle in the industry and feeling like no one gets it you feel like you can't talk to anyone sometimes because it's sometimes it's tough because you might be feeling differently than some of your good friends and people on your team I think the biggest thing is to remember that you don't have to burn down everything you've built to the ground. You don't have to burn bridges. And for the most part, I truly don't recommend thinking that you have to jump ship to another company. That's the biggest thing. I don't recommend that in 95% of cases that people have come to me with my opinion. I strongly believe that when you've built a rock solid foundation, that it can have an amazing place and really ask yourself, what are you searching for? Because I strongly believe that there's ways that you can take the foundation that you have in your network marketing business, whatever company you're with, but take the bull by the horns with the things that you do have control over. Because at the end of the day, anything in network marketing can be taken away, but what's yours is yours. And so it's have a really res good respect for the foundation, what you've built, but don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I think this is very sound advice. And I've always known you as someone that truly listens to what the person needs and is saying, and you're a projector in human design. And so you're meant to guide people. So I feel very confident in having you on my podcast and having people reach out to you just because I, I know that you're very grounded. And yeah, thank you so much for being a guest, Kayla. What is Thank you for having me. I'm going to put all your info in the show notes, but where can they find you on Instagram? By the way, I know that you lost one of your Instagram accounts the other day, but where can they find you now? Yes. So the page that hasn't been giving me issues is at I'm Kayla Ibanez. My page with the most followers is the one that keeps going in and out and I'm treating it like borrowed time is my trademark. Stop the Hey Girl. So follow both at the very least. If something happens to one, you can still find me. Yeah. So I'll get your info and I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me guys. Have a good one.